Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Satellite Market Cast podcast. And our guest today is Guido Neumann. He's the uh, Chief Development Officer of Access Networks and also the uh, President of the uh, EMEA region, that's Europe, Middle East, and Africa, of Access Networks. And he's got a very interesting history uh, uh, in the teleport business, which uh, as you most uh, who've been following me on this podcast know is one of my favorite uh, segments of the industry. Uh, so. Uh, we're really proud to have uh, Guido Neumann here talk about uh, his company, uh, how it evolved, and uh, and the key lessons that he's learned over the years, and also his perspectives on the uh, uh, European uh, market and the teleport business. So, Guido, welcome to this podcast. Hi, Virgil. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to talk to you again. And remember where we last met, you know, a, a little over a year ago, March 9th, if I recall, the yes. last night of the satellite uh, show. And, yes, yes. And, and we were all evacuated from uh, Washington. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, that night, if you recall, Guido, that was when they declared the, uh, the pandemic as official. And then the, the U.S. government also announced that uh, all travel from Europe uh, will, will, will now be banned, which is still in effect right now. Uh, so, and uh, actually that was the last show uh, for most people, last live show. Uh, and still, we're, we're still waiting. Here we are a year and a half later and we're still waiting for the next show. But uh, so how have you been so far? How, 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 how has you and your company been coping with the pandemic and what are your plans uh, afterwards? Yeah, let's say, as you mentioned, it was not only the last live show, it was also really the last chance to meet people in right. person, to went with them for dinner, for drink, to have live discussions, yeah? Right, right. And, and that is, let's say, also the major influence we see now, let's say, nearly one, uh, one and a half year later, yeah? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you know a lot of people in our community, in our business, so you can also survive for one or two years to see them only on Zoom, yeah? Right. But it's really missing all these talks at the side of the shows uh, um, about the business. Mm -hmm. Look, when we now look back with this, let's say the last 15 months, really, as you mentioned, or in March, it really started. Mm -hmm. Everybody was also a bit, let's say, shocked at that time. What will happen? Yeah. Uh, Some people were even expecting uh, rumors in Africa, uh, deflation with the currency and Mm -hmm. and maybe even civil wars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, fortunately, that had not happened. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, also, fortunately, we are, let's say, we are in the, in the right business. Yeah? Communication was most required. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of course, and, and you know that, let's say, if you, if you are a company, let's say, just focusing on aviation and, and mm-hmm. cruising, it was not a good year. Right, yeah? right, yeah? right. But, but if you, let's say, if you are more focused on uh, communication in general for mm-hmm. ISP, for telco, GSM backholding, NGO, military, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was as usual, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so even let's say, let's say we had some very ambitious targets last year, mm-hmm. uh, but we we had we uh, let's say the COVID had an influence. Yeah, the COVID mm-hmm. had an influence on the business, mm-hmm. uh, but not on the figures. We we still mm-hmm. had a growth 
even mm -hmm. in 2020, we had a good growth. Again, luckily, fortunately, I think we are not so much hurted like the hotel or restaurant business. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Talk about that business, actually, uh, Access Networks. Uh, and, and then also talk about a little bit about the history. So you were uh, co-founder and uh, CEO of uh, CTEL, which was a teleport uh, based in Germany, where you are near Bonn. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and you merged with Access Networks two years ago, right? Is that, that correct? Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, so talk about that business. And uh, like you said, it hasn't been affected very much by the, uh, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, let's say again, you, you asked me also to give a brief history background in a couple, mm -hmm. in a few words. I try to do that. Mm -hmm. Basically, the initiator was 1998 mm -hmm. when, when Lockheed Martin has launched a satellite LMI1 at that time, was, mm -hmm. which was later ABS1. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for a teleport operator in, in Germany in order to do five transponders to uh, India and Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. At the time, uh, uh, we started, we, we, I worked for a company called IBG, a consultancy company, and then together with my, my partner, we developed the idea, maybe we can build up our own teleport within IBG. And we convinced <laughs> our management, at the beginning they were not so convinced, but then we, we showed them the $20 million contract and then they were convinced. <laughs> at that time, you remember five-year contracts was usual. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we made a five-year contract with, uh, with the company at that time, with the customer. It was very good. And that was the start of the teleport business within, in IABG. Right. After a couple of years, we figured out that when you are a small team of 20 people within a big company, you are slow. You're not so flexible. You cannot act when there's a fiber broken somewhere, when you went to water up uh, all the equipment. Mm -hmm. So based on that, my, my partner and I decided to, to do a startup. Yeah? Mm -hmm. so we did a startup in 2004, CTEL. Central mm -hmm. European Telecom Services. Mm -hmm. We started by uh, in a small office by using mm -hmm. other teleports uh, from Deutsche Telekom or from, from Orange. We put our equipment there, our routers, right. our modems, and we used other teleports for our services. Right. So you didn't have any facilities. You basically had yourself and your partner, right? Just the two of you. Exactly. exactly. This was so 19... a big investment. Yeah, this was 1998, around that time? Yeah. And that was 2004 already. 2004 already, okay. 2004, right. we, left, we left IBG. And you know, uh, IBG is still in the teleport business. Yes, thanks, yes, they still thanks are. To yes. My, thanks to my partner and me. So. <laughs> no, they are, they are doing quite well. That's a good, they still have a good team. But 2004, again, uh, we decided to go by ourselves. And fortunately, you know, at the beginning, it was a bit slow. Like mm -hmm. in a startup, you have a lot of work and sometimes also not always success. But then luckily we had some good trust projects for the, for the Iraq troops and for the custom clearance and for the, for the Deutsche Telekom at that time. So it was mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. And then we had more and more businesses, more and more antennas we rented. Right. And then two, only two or three years later, 2006, seven, we decided we now need our own teleport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then again, the question, do we buy one or do we build up one by scratch? And then mm -hmm. we decided to build one up by scratch. So in the, in the, vicinity of Cologne, the, mm -hmm. the center of Germany, mm -hmm. we found a place with a good fiber connectivity in the ground, and we built up our own teleport. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Today, we have 25 antennas there, mainly nine or seven meters, after a couple of years, of course, after some years now. Right. Um, and we are operating 20 satellites here in Cayuga. Yeah? And, and in this time, from 2006 until, uh, let's say, 2016, we did also some M&A merger right. acquisitions. Right, we you acquired uh, several other companies, very key exactly. acquisitions. 
we acquired the online managed services, we acquired mm. commercial services, we acquired right. uh, NDS upcom services, connection services, paradox with their services in the UAE. Mm -hmm. And the big, big success story was Geolink in Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, we acquired Geolink. They were with big losses at that time, but we turned them around to profit within two or three years. And uh, then uh, Speedcraft at that time in the in the buying mood, yeah, mm -hmm. 15 they approached me. Uh, PJ approached me if we want to sell Geolink again, mm -hmm. and and we we sold them then to Speedcraft for, for a very good uh, amount, which was then also let's say the reason why my partner, uh, who's 10 years older than me, decided Guido now I want to retire. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm, I'm safe, yeah, I mm -hmm. I'm, I'm old enough I want to retire. Mm -hmm. So this was 2015. And but I was still I still love this business. I was still hungry. Mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of opportunities also mm -hmm. to what we can do uh, organically, but also inorganically by and by M and A. So and then at that time I started to look for an investor, private mm -hmm. equity. So a very good investor and very also very supporting. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a team. It's a team. They're helping us here. And then and then this investor acquired a share of my partner and a few for me as well. And then the first big acquisition, which was more really a merger, was the Exat, the Exat mm -hmm. organization in, in, in uh, Colombia. Mm -hmm. and, and here I have to say, maybe you, you know uh, Exat, a very, very uh, successful story. Yeah. Yes. Even better than Fitel. They started at the same time, Maurizio and Miguel, the uh -huh. drivers of this, of this uh, thing, of this project. Right. And they were, they were growing also organic, organically. They did some huge projects. They did some acquisitions in Mexico. They built up teleports in Colombia, Mexico, Peru, Chile. So a very great success story. Right. So, and, and it was a good match. So we, we teamed up. They were even bigger than Cita. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and at that time, then in 2018, yeah, we mm -hmm. started discussion and I think we closed everything in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Right. So and then and then we formed access, access network. Yeah. Right. We said, okay, it's now time after 20 years. Cita is history, Exa is history. Now we have access networks. Yeah. And and with this, we did, of course, founded a new headquarter in Barcelona in Spain. Maurizio was appointed as the CEO. Mm -hmm. I was appointed as the CDO, still mm -hmm. say, responsible for M&A stuff and business development. Right. In, in, in the Americas, we have Miguel Eduardo, who is the president of the Americas. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, let's say, I'm the president of the EMEA region. Yeah? Right, right. So, and, and now let's say we, we, I think we did a good migration of the operations team. So the teleports connected and, and mm -hmm. we team up very well. We, let's say, we also look now for maybe further acquisitions. Yeah. But in these days, as you know, COVID, it's not easy. Right. So that means currently we, currently we are focusing on currently we are focusing on uh, more on organic growth so strategy we, we built right. up a joint venture in saudi arabia last year so we invested in an own teleport in damam in saudi mm -hmm. arabia right you maybe know that in saudi arabia like in in many other middle east countries the regulations uh force you to land in the country that means mm -hmm. you need a teleport in the country that's the reason why we have a teleport in dubai together mm -hmm. with a partner and we have now a joint venture in saudi arabia and on our agenda, we are thinking about maybe further partnerships in other countries uh, to, to either to have our own legal entity mm -hmm. or to have a joint venture or a strong partnership with an own teleport in the country. 
Right. That's quite a story, Guido, you know, uh, starting with uh, two people and, and now you're part of a worldwide, uh, you know, network, uh, a, a very well positioned, one of the top uh, teleports as, as, as uh, ranked by the uh, World uh, Teleport Association. Uh, what are the key lessons that you learned that, you know, how, how did you build that business, you know, from, from, you know, from just two persons, basically, with an idea? <laughs> into into now you know a major player in the industry so i think what is very important we we have also seen the change of time the times have changed you remember in the old days you you rented a transponder for a lifetime basis for five thousand dollars per megahertz yeah mm -hmm. right. um, and the satellite operator was a poor supplier and as a teleport and service provider you were a poor customer with all the risks so and, and we changed it. We had some ideas that we said, look, let's team up with the satellite operators. So, mm -hmm. so the first thing, for example, we developed with Arapat was a, was a revenue sharing model. We said, mm -hmm. look, we are not willing any longer to, to commit one year in a full transponder, but hey, you have five transponders empty. So let's do the following. We team up, if we make money, we share. So mm -hmm. That means you have to be creative. To right. have some new ideas, yeah. Right. Not not going to the bank and asking for five million of dollars and investing in a big teleport. Mm -hmm. Maybe better starting with a leasing an antenna from a partner, then leasing a bigger antenna, then build up your own small antenna, then build up your own bigger antenna. So step by step, a bit conservative. And what mm -hmm. is very important, I think, in our business is you have you need good partners. You need reliable mm -hmm. partners. In the, look, we have very good relations to Arabsat and also to SAS. Uh, mm -hmm. the ones mentioned. We also work with Yucasat, Intersat, and Gazprom, and, and Mea, and all the others, but the, the relations with Arabsat and SAS now are 20 years old, and that mm -hmm. is a very personal relation. You can rely on each other. Right. Because even in the in the bad days, when you have a customer who is not paying you, and you are committed to 10 megahertz, mm -hmm. uh, as, as a service provider, you, would, you can go bankrupt if you have not the support of your big partner. Right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm always saying uh, business is never between companies. Business is always between people. Right, right. right. I think that was uh, the, one of the things we did very well on the supplier side, but also on the customer side. Let's mm -hmm. see. When you, when you talk to the customers, you have to understand what they want. You don't mm -hmm. have to sell them something just to make money. You mm -hmm. have to tell them, look, guys, 100 megabit is far too high. You need only 10. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, right. And you, right. you don't need this modem, you need this modem. Yeah. You have to you have to teach them, you have to, to give them a solution. Right. Yeah? right. Not, not they need a solution, a service, and they say, yes, well, oh, they're right. They help me saving money and I still have what I want. Yeah. Right, right. So, and, and this relations, let's say, uh, was very good that you have also very long-term customers. So we have customers which are with us since more than 10 years. Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah, of course you have to make some money, but you don't have to make five hundred percent of of of, of uh, earnings. Yeah, of, right. Of, yeah, you can live with twenty percent, with thirty percent. Yeah, right. And and what is important, but everybody knows that you need to provide a, a good quality of service. Yeah, right. It means if you sell somebody a dedicated bandwidth, you have to get dedicated bandwidth, not overbooking mm -hmm. or sharing. Mm -hmm. yeah? So I think there are some secrets there. Now, now let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the uh, your main area of uh, responsibility, the Middle East and Africa. Uh, I know these are two different markets, uh, and 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 some characterize these markets as kind of challenging markets. You know, the like Africa, for instance, uh, um, fifty-two countries, uh, um, uh, very competitive, uh, and then very complex. Every country is different. Uh, 
yeah, talk about them separately, actually. Maybe let's start with the easier one. You've already mentioned the, the Middle East, uh, what you're doing there. Uh, you're partnering with a lot of uh, companies there. So how do you see that market go moving forward? Yeah, let's say it's indeed absolutely each country is a different animal. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and we, you mentioned that also Capsat is now uh, postponed again. Mm -hmm. And and Kapsat or Dubai was very a very important location. It was mm -hmm. a kind of uh, capital for telecommunications, like like New York, like London, mm -hmm. in the year 20, uh, 2002, 2003, 2004. All mm -hmm. the people were coming to Kapsat and to Jaitek to the shows. Right. Because then there was a lot of business also in Iraq, Afghanistan, and even in India and and mm -hmm. all the surrounding countries. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, but then. At that time, more and more fiber was coming, and also more and more regulations were coming. Yeah, then the, the war the wars were over. Mm -hmm. And today you have to look to each country separately. There are some countries which are not even interesting for us, for example, Jordan or Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Lebanon mm -hmm. is at the beginning, we had a lot of trunking to Lebanon. Now everything mm -hmm. is finished. Yeah. Right. But but other other verticals, let's say, have started. Iraq is very strong in, mm -hmm. in oil and gas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, oil and gas, and maritime. Yeah, so mm -hmm. here new verticals are, are coming up. Yeah, and and you see that. But in in these countries, really, you have to work with each with the government to get the license or the right partners. Yeah, like in, in Dubai, we work with Do. There is mm -hmm. Isala, the other in Do. We work with Do. Mm -hmm. In Saudi Arabia, there are five five um, visa providers. We are one of them with our with our access Saudi Arabia entity. Mm -hmm. So each country is different, yeah, mm -hmm. and and you need local people there, yeah, because you have right. to understand the mentality, yeah. So, uh, but again, it's a it's a good market for some verticals, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so now you you look to Africa, yeah. 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 In Africa, it's it's let's say also here, each country is is difficult. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. starting with some countries you cannot get the money out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have some countries, you have the same, you need local lending. You are not allowed for international trunking link. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, and you have some customers in Africa, they do not honor the contracts. They're signing a contract that they mm -hmm. will not pay any dollar. Yeah? Right. So they do, yeah? um, but, but also in Africa, let's say, I would say 80% of our business is with Western companies. That means mm -hmm. big telcos, from Europe or from the Middle East, they do. Mm -hmm. They have a license also in the African countries for GSM backholding. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. so they use us for the antennas, for the capacity, for the point-to-point -point domestic links, and for the big domestic link to our German entity. And we do forward the traffic to the Taylor House in London or Frankfurt. So we get mm -hmm. paid out of Germany. Fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, other examples, we do a lot of mining. A lot of mining. And here, here, by the way, we even have O3B solutions in place. So we mm -hmm. work right. with MPS and we provide OCB solutions for very big mining. So it's, it's a very big mine. So I mm -hmm. mean, more than 15,000 people are working there. And the closest way to reach this mine is by a plane and you fly one hour. Wow. <laughs> that, 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 means, that means they will never put fiber there. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That is very good, yeah. So yeah. That, that, that means they, they need satellite and they need 100, 200 megabits, yeah, right, in, uh, right. in the middle of the jungle. And also here, you get paid out of uh, a big company in, in Europe, yeah, mm -hmm. or in the US, mm -hmm. but for their operations in Africa. Right. This is all fine. And, and here you see also what I mentioned earlier 2004, 5, 6, Dubai, Middle East was strong, but mm -hmm. now there's more move to Africa. Mm -hmm. You see that 
and exhibitions. Yeah, you have at the beginning with only Africa come and that come Africa. Now you have East Africa come, West Africa come. Yes, yes. <laughs> only Nigeria come. <laughs> Nigeria come. Exactly. You see that yeah. only at the number of exhibitions that, right. the, that the communication business is growing. Yeah. Right, right, and and you see that also when when you see the the other uh, not competitors but other companies which are focusing now, yeah, the mm -hmm. the Leos, the Ubisofts, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, they are all focusing on Africa because they it's a huge continent. There, yes. there is, there's no fiber penetration. The fiber is very unreliable. Yeah, right. They, they do some fiber in in the coast there, but it's still unreliable. Yeah, right. And there's a, a big uh, appetite for connectivity. Yeah? Right. So uh, if, if we summarize it, what, what do you see as the uh, uh, key applications, uh, opportunities for your company, let's say in the Middle East and Africa? You mentioned, you know, you're into mining uh, and GSM backhaul. What, what, can you just uh, identify what, what the uh, key opportunities for your company in those two regions? Yeah, let's say in Middle East, for sure, it's, it's uh, oil and gas um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and government. You mm -hmm. see a lot of government projects there, security projects in, in the Middle East and, and, mm -hmm. and maritime. Mm -hmm. And in, in Africa, it's GSM backhauling mm -hmm. yeah, uh, for MNOs, for big mm -hmm. MNOs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, still trunking links, mm -hmm. mining, yeah, GSM and mining. Oil mm -hmm. and gas, we are not doing so much oil and gas today, but mm -hmm. maybe in the future. Of course, let's say also in Africa, we see that more and more also governments have budgets for government projects like border control projects mm -hmm. school we have now in the pipeline i think at least three or four school projects where the government say hey we want to connect schools and hospitals and in mm -hmm. the past there was no money for that but now also with covid maybe mm -hmm. they see the they see the demand that they have maybe fifteen thousand schools in a very big country and the schools have no connectivity or mm -hmm. hospitals mm -hmm. yeah i think this will come more and more and more right I wanted to ask you also, Guido, you know, your new company that uh, Access Networks uh, is very strong in the Americas, especially Latin South America. Yeah. So does that help you? Uh, do you see any cross-pollinization, you, know, uh, no, you know, between your Africa, uh, Middle East and uh, Americas uh, operations? Yes. Look, the first thing to mention, and uh, we, we have already some global accounts in mm -hmm. the oil and gas sector, uh, mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, some, I will not mention any secrets here, but when you look mm -hmm. to a company like, let's say, uh, Chevron, yeah, they work in the Americas, they work in the Middle East, they work in Africa, they work mm -hmm. everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and we, we had, in, in this case, some relations in the Americas, which helped us in the EMEA for some tenders, mm -hmm. yeah, because we were already in the records. Yeah? Right. And then also this, this big, that was also, let's say, I measure for us very important that we that we reach a higher tier. Mm -hmm, yeah? mm -hmm. I remember last time, maybe I can say that you asked me what is our target. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I always told me you have different levels, different tiers. You have the small players, uh, five, ten million revenues, they are only only working in Iraq or only working in this country, in, in Kenya, or only here and there, or only focusing on this. Mm -hmm. They are very good, they're very flexible, but they will never get a global contract. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and then you have the big animals. Yeah. The 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 speed cars and marlins of the world, and they are very big. They have the chance to get this global contract, but they are losing. From my opinion, again, they are losing mm -hmm. more and more the focus on the customer. They mm -hmm. are too big. Too mm -hmm. big. Yeah, they, the shareholder value is important. Uh, acquisitions important. Or to selling again is important. The company. Um, so 
and in the medium segment, the medium T is mm -hmm. empty. There's no, the, they are all all acquired by speedcast. Let's say. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and we want to we want to fill this gap. So right. And, and and when you are here in this region, then you also get recognized by the chevrons or also by the big NGOs, yeah, uh, Greenpeace, or because they say, okay, this is a global player. Mm -hmm. I want to have some contract. I want to have services in Chile, in Peru, in Iraq, in mm -hmm. there and there in Africa. Yeah? So that is the advantage of having this this entity. And the next step I, I want to reach is really Asia. Yeah. Mm -hmm, right. Asia, it seems like logical that you know you guys are going to move into Asia. <laughs> then you cover the whole world. <laughs> you have the three pillars, obviously. You have yeah. the Americas, yeah, United yeah. States and Latin America. You have EMEA with the Middle East. Right. And then you have the APAC region, Asia, Pacific, right. and, and Australia, of course. No? Right. And, and another thing, which, which let's say we have some global accounts now, mm -hmm. that means, which are managed also with one master service agreement for all the regions, Americas and EMEA, mainly, mm -hmm. mainly in the oil and gas sector. You see that we have a lot of, let's say, products which can be used in, in both regions. They, they, in Americas, they're very, very strong in special uh, technologies for GSM backholding, yeah, for mm -hmm. cellular backholding. Yeah? Right. We are now learning, we are now learning from them and do duplicate in Africa. Yeah. Right. The next step is the next step is our new maritime business mm -hmm. uh, yes. that we are doing. Yes. You, for, for doing maritime, also here, you can be a local player just serving the Mediterranean or just serving the Caribbean. But if you want to really a maritime player, you need a global coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you want to talk to the shipping company saying, yeah, look, my, my tanker this week in the Pacific and in, in one month it's in the Atlantic and then in the Chinese Sea. You need, you need a global network that mm -hmm. means you, fortunately, fortunately the, the, the hardware provider that's mm -hmm. named iDirect or Use or, mm -hmm. or GLAT, yeah, we mm -hmm. work with all of them. Mm -hmm. They have these technologies in the background. They can, they can do roaming, for example. I see this in, when you talk, when you think globally, Beam switching is becoming normal. Yeah, that means if a vessel travels from Rotterdam to New York, mm -hmm. you need an automatic beam switching. It's like it's a mobile phone. You go in a plane and in London and you uh, exit the plane in New York, you immediately see a uh, avenue. Yeah, right. Yeah. T online uh, Germany, T online US. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the maritime sector, as you as you mentioned actually briefly earlier, has been really hard hit by the pandemic, right? Like cruise lines uh, are not operating. Please. How do you see this market moving forward? Actually. Look, when you when you also look to some of the market analyzers, uh, the maritime markets it's it's one of the most promising markets. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there there are several reasons for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. again, you can start very easily. First of all, you have no fiber penetration. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. actually but, satellite has no competition. You know, uh, in in yeah. the maritime market, uh, yeah. you know, and anything yeah. like from a few miles from shore, satellite's the exactly. only way to to go. Exactly. Yeah. But also here, the maritime market is also complex. It means you need also this, uh, when you are close to shore, near mm -hmm. to shore, you need yeah. also 4G, 5G applications on the vessel. Right. When you go, when you go deep sea, you need mm -hmm. satellites. Yeah? Right. So, and, but, but, but what you see in the maritime sector, and you can look to the market analyzers, that there's a very big growth potential. Mm -hmm. the, the terminals are getting cheaper. Yeah, mm -hmm. the auto-deployable antennas, uh, the, the movable antennas, the flat panel antennas. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of development in the, in the terminals and in the, in the modem and the hardware. Mm -hmm. And, and as, as cheaper they will get, 
the entry point is lower also for smaller vessels yeah mm -hmm. the, crew, the crew welfare is very important yeah for the yeah. ships in the world yeah? and and you have so many different vessels in the for example support vessels who are just mm -hmm. moving in the in between wind parks or between oil rigs bringing right. people there bringing bringing food there bringing tools there and they all need connectivity and not only for the for the crew but also for the sap applications for logistics for databases mm -hmm. for voice telephones yeah? and then then they want to do a call from mm -hmm. the maritime via satellite but they want to call on a fixed line which means you need also a switch somewhere in order to terminating of the voice yeah for right. cheap prices, yeah? right so the, the maritime business is very demanding yeah, mm -hmm. which is good. It cannot be easily done by everybody. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you need to coverage, you need some value-added services, you need some value-added products. Yeah, mm -hmm. voice, 4G, 5G, satellite. You need always the connection with Imadati Iridium. Yeah, for this backup scenarios, fleet broadband, fleet express, and all the stuff you know. So it's it's a bit more complex, and and you need also very good support. The very good mm -hmm. support. You need really. You cannot do everything by yourself. You need partners in the harbors if you have mm -hmm. to change the modem. Yeah, you have to react fast. You have to do good monitoring, tracking. If something happens, you have to react fast. And you have to provide a good service. So it's very demanding, but again, the market is very promising. And, right. and what we have seen, and you, you have seen in the press release, we have um, hired a good team, a good team with a long-term experience. Yeah, uh, Atina Veziri. She has built up her own. She had a similar story, by the way, like like Maurizio and myself. She also built up her own company up to 20 million of revenues uh -huh. by herself, uh -huh. starting by zero. Uh -huh. And then she has also sold this business uh, to Speedcard at the same time when 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 I saw Geolink 2015. Uh -huh. And then we would, she was the, the the head of the business unit, the VP business of Speedcast for right. the last five years. Now. Um, and she has, the, let's say, the main driver also for her to, 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 to team up with Access. Mm -hmm. What exactly what I mentioned before, we're focusing on the customers. We want to provide the customer a good service and not only looking to make money out of it. Yeah. 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 So that's the reason why, why we see, I think uh, we are very, very confident to, to be successful in the maritime market. Yeah? Right, right. It looks like uh, you're really, uh, you know, really poised very well uh, post-pandemic you know, in terms of uh, your plans for expansion and that, uh, uh, you know, you're expanding globally in Asia and the Pacific and now going into the maritime market, making an investment there, even though it has been uh, hit by the pandemic. And I do agree with you, actually, the, the research does bear out that uh, the maritime will actually recover faster. Uh, and, and some parts of it actually was not hit uh, by the pandemic because global shipping still continues you know so, Absolutely. So, you can see the the, the, yeah. the demand for amazon deliveries has increased right yeah? right so the, the cargo market was not affected at all right the only market really which was affected was the cruising market even mm -hmm. even, the, even the yachting market was not affected so right. right because the people are safe on the vessel so, right regarding yeah, of the COVID times yeah? so so maritime again only only the cruising market was mm -hmm. the big cruising lines like disney or carnival they were affected no? right yeah. right well it seems to me from uh you know as an as an observer uh observing your company and as a former teleport man myself you know it seems to me that Growth hasn't actually changed you, uh, Guido. You know, you still have that small company mentality. You know, and I mean that in the in the most positive sense. Like you said, you know, you you maintain relationships, and uh, 
you try not to uh, think too big in terms of you know how to uh, uh, take advantage of the customer, but kind of like develop on a longer term basis. And that seems to be the same too with the companies that you partner with, with Mauricio who, uh, and Eduardo, who started very similar as you. And you mentioned also Athena, Viziri, yeah, who, who, you, who, as you said, uh, was formerly head of the Swedecast uh, maritime business. Yeah, so, so I think he, we have we have really we have we have all the same spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the customer, and again, it, it's still a long way, and mm -hmm. and th and that is always also the question. How to keep this spirit and how to keep the focus on the people and the customers and always to listen what they want. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you want to grow. Yeah. You, you, need, you need to grow. You to, right. to have more teleports, you have a global network, you have better sourcing conditions and purchasing traditions. You want to, you want to be, become bigger. You want also to win, win good projects. Yeah. Right. And, and that will be maybe the secret to, to stay on the ground on one hand, but also to to think about the sky. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think that's that's a good way to put it, uh, Guido. And uh, that you know, I, I I I've known you for many years. I think you are really very well grounded, and I'm actually very impressed that uh, you didn't get success uh, into your head, you know. Uh, and and you're and you're using success to build on more success. Uh, so you 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 focus on. On the things that got you where you are. And I, I always say, you, you always let's say have to look in the mirror and look into your eyes and say everything is fine. And you have to look to the faces and the eyes of your customers and suppliers. Yeah, that that you really let's say trust each other and that you do. You, we want to bring something forward. We want to connect the world. Yeah, and you still need experts like you and me to mm -hmm. continue to continue working with the customers to find the best solution. No? Right. Well, thank you very much, Guido. That was really very, very informative. I think we, we, uh, we, I myself personally learned a lot uh, from this conversation, uh, and a lot of uh, very wise words from you, uh, Guido. So, Guido Neumann, uh, Chief Development Officer of uh, Access Network and President of their EMEA operations.